Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here's your host, editor Christian Berg. All right, welcome back to the Bow Hunting Podcast. We are all bow hunting all the time, and boy, are we all bow hunting this week. I'm here with two of my best buds. I've got contributor Clint Casper. How you doing, buddy? Doing daggone good because there's a lot of bucks that's hit the dirt here in the <laughs> yes. last seven days, so I am doing great. Yes, sir. And we've got Mr. Ryan Birch, another Buckeye bow hunter and uh, of late success, my friend. Yeah, every every uh, squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, so I think we've uh, found plenty lately. So here we are at the magic hour of the year. It's the first week of November. Three guys, three buddies sitting here in Ryan's hunting cabin. Just kind of feeling fat and happy because we've gone three for three on our rut hunt this week. That's right. Give it up. Toot our own horns because there's nobody here else to toot them for us. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. So, you know, I mean, the people who are listening, right? I mean, this is the time of year we all live for. And this ought to be a great episode because we can not only talk about, you know, our success. But, like, what's happening, and I think that, why don't we start it with this, Clint? Because you killed first, yep. and Ryan killed the next day, mm-hmm. and then I killed two days later, two days I later. think. Yep. So over the course of four days, yep. we killed three bucks this week, and I really think, and this will tie into your story, m- most recent information oh, yeah. was absolutely critical. Mm-hmm. So why don't you start out by telling a little bit about your buck and how uh, basically some trail camera intel through the cell cam completely changed your plan and you end up tagging out. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it starts. Oh, wait, wait. I apologize, everyone. Oh, I've got them on the edge of their seats. Before Uh-oh. we start. Yes. I almost forgot. Oh, I've got to remind everybody that the Bow Hunting Podcast is brought to you by Lancaster Archery Supply. Gosh. For all your bow hunting needs, visit LancasterArchery.com. You know why? Because they've got the gear, they've got the knowledge, and they've got the passion. That's right. So with that, I'm kicking it over to a passionate bow hunter. Now, Clint Casper tells us about his... 2023 Ohio buck. I like that. Well, it starts in October. Got some pictures of this buck. Actually, so Easton, my oldest son, kills his buck on, it would have been October the, I think, 3rd. Shoots his buck. All is well. Tag number one down. Okay. So then my girlfriend, Sammy, kills her buck the 17th. That day, I actually lay eyes in person on my buck. He's in front of her. I'm just in the tree with her. She shoots a great buck on the 10-year anniversary of her dad passing. First deer we've ever killed together in a tree together. But my buck is in front of her but doesn't offer a shot. He almost gets killed by her that night. Another really nice 130-inch buck walks in. She kills that buck. Okay, But I've laid eyes on him now. Now I know for sure, okay, he's what I thought. Because trail cameras sometimes can be a little deceiving. You know, I've had bucks that look bigger in person. I've had bucks that look smaller. I thought for sure no-brainer, but it's always nice to lay eyes on. The key to this whole deal, I watched him make a scrape that night in the woods. The next day, camera goes on that scrape. Moultrie cell cam goes on that scrape, and then there was uh, two other scrapes down the line I thought he'd hit. The whole rest of October, that deer never daylighted. But 
he was consistently a couple times a week hitting those scrapes. And I thought, okay, he once the rut starts, I'm going to have a, a, a window where he's going he's gonna to cover these scrapes. These are his. I watched him make the one. Fast forward to Halloween night. Easton's got school conference, okay? I can't hunt. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be a good night. But I, I, I don't miss – the kids come first. I don't, I don't miss that stuff. So I'm at, I'm at school conference. He's on my scrape right after dark. He's on the other camera in daylight. The next day, I hunt morning, don't see him. I've got a farm that afternoon. I'm planting wheat. Dad's taking off beans. Can't hunt. Him and a doe together, daylight on both cameras right at dark. And I'm like, told Ryan, I was like, okay, I got to be in there November 2nd. He's with this doe. She's not in heat yet, but he's with her on all these cameras. I got to be in there. And if she's living in there like I thought she would be, he's going to be right in there with her. Now, now I rolled in. That was Wednesday. Yes. I rolled in that afternoon. Yes. And I hopped in to a tree on that same farm in a yep. different part of the farm. Different part with, of the farm. With my saddle. Yep. And so then Thursday morning, yep. which would have been the 2nd of November. Yes. You were actually, you had recently hung a new set in there. I changed gears Yeah, that you, morning. You were going to go to a different stand. Mm-hmm. But he was on that scrape with her at... 6.30 at night, at 10.30 at night, and at 1.30 in the morning. So I'm like, okay, they're in that area. He's showing, the rut's not a pattern time, but every now and again, they'll give you a pattern to go on. And I knew the iron was hot right there. That doe was living there. I didn't think he was breeding her yet, but she was dang close. First probably doe of the year for him. I switched gears and was like, hey, the wind's a little iffy, but I got to be in there. I got to make it work. So because of that prior knowledge at 5 a.m., I make a switch. Okay, I'm heading here, not there. And you and I talked in the morning. I said, hey, I'm not going to where I originally would said. You're like, what? You're changing your plan. I was like, yep, based off what we're seeing, I yeah, got to be up. Nice. I got to go. It's nice to get out of bed and, and get that yes. Yes. fresh image, yes. isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it, it it's, it's really a game Well, changer. and the thing is, is I think as I've gotten older – when I was younger, I was afraid to oh. sometimes be aggressive. Speaking of getting older, everybody, happy birthday to Clint Casper. Happy birthday. Ah, yeah. Find me on Venmo. I'll take all your cash. I don't even need the birthday card. Just send the cash. I'm 35, building a bar and dominium. I'll take money orders, checks, whatever you got. Um, so so you are getting to be a little bit of an older man. Yeah. So please continue. What, yes. As you've gotten older, what? In my younger days, I probably would have been a little nervous because that wind wasn't exactly ideal. And I would have been like, ooh, I probably should go in midday, maybe hang a set. Instead, I'm like, ha-ha, I got to roll the dice. When it's time to be aggressive, then the last 10 years, I get real aggressive. And it's paid off for me in a, on a couple big deer. Um, not always, but went in there and I'll be danged. 10.30, doe comes up over the hill, tongue hanging out, tail wagging. I see a tree behind her shaking, a little oak. I know there's a buck behind her making a, a rub. I can hear him down there. <laughs> Soon as I see him pop over the ridge, I see big dark chocolate bases, knew right away what buck it was, immediate shooter. They come in, and I'm able to get a shot, shot off on him at 22 yards. But it was 10 38 on the dot when I released the arrow. So almost a midday deal. And I think they had betted. He probably had pushed her a little bit. He was going to go bet again somewhere. She got up, came out, was going to go into standing corn. 
and I was just right place, right time. But those cameras, I knew I had to be in that area. His scrape was 40 yards from me. The other one was 100 yards down the line. I was in his core area. I was in where she was living. I was aggressive. It paid off. The rest is history. So that was the second time when you shot him that you had seen him in daylight? Second time I'd seen him in daylight. Now, he had been on some cameras, but in person, that was the second time I had seen him in daylight. So now we got... Easton's buck tag's filled. Sammy's buck tag's filled. I feel my buck tag. I'm like, all right, guys. Uh, I was say, floodgates are open now. Floodgates are I open. I know, and you were saying, like, well, first of all, I mean, you okay, you were saying, like, okay, now it's time. I'm it's just time. sitting around waiting for you I'm and just, Ryan. I'm living by crazy <laughs> through you guys now. But, but before we move on to Ryan, and he's literally, like, Chewing on shoe leather over here. He's so anxious to tell his story. Oh, yeah. He's, yes. he's got a cold sweat. And he's oh, I am. running uh, down his At side. the edge of my seat, I am. And he's I got am a great up. story. He's got I a great story. Up. It's been a long year. But, but just hold on for another moment, young yes, man. Yeah, Please yeah, yeah, control yeah. yourself. Yes. Because you have to talk about, I mean, obviously, it's a podcast so people can see in their mind's eye. Yeah. Uh, but you got to tell about your buck. I mean, it's a pretty darn nice buck. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a 6x5. He's got a couple common base points on his left side. Uh, real heavy mass. Um, I don't, anyone that follows me knows, I don't ever have my deer officially scored. It's just not my deal. But put a tape to him, and, and he's going to be somewhere in that low to mid-60s gross. Um, beautiful big chocolate rack, 6-inch bases. Uh, main beams were 24 and 22 and a half. Um, but just a big old chocolate, you know, had bright orange all over his bases where he had shredded that little oak before, you know, minutes before I killed him. But just, you know, yeah. we're guessing probably five and a half year old buck. Pretty sure he was a buck that was running around that farm last year. Um, not 100% sure, but I do think it's a deer that we had seen. And I think I, we actually jumped him in gun season a couple times, which would have been right over the hill where he was living all year is is kind of what I'm thinking. But um yeah, just great buck was, I mean, no brainer. As soon as I saw him, it was immediately grab the bow and grab that face four and get ready to put it to work. So Well, and if if people want to see your buck, uh, get on the Peterson's Bow Hunting yep. Facebook page. There's a video that we recorded uh, the day that you recovered that. And actually, do you want to tell a little bit about the recovery of that deer too? Oh, yeah. Because that was it interesting. Was cool. No, it was. That was actually, uh, boy, you that know, it's cool. funny. <coughs> we did an... We did another podcast. Yep. You, people should go back and listen to this episode if you mm -hmm. haven't already. Mark Demko, our associate editor, yep. did a whole interview with your friend yep. from, from Deer Drone Recovery. Yep. Mike Yoder. Um, and Great it's guy. amazing what they're yep. doing. But talk about your shot yep. and then how you handled things after yep. that. So he comes in. He's, he's, he's running that doe. She gets nervous because her fawn comes up bleeding. The fawn's looking for mom. She probably thinks it's another buck, doesn't even really look to see, just immediately hears the grunt and freaks out, but it's it's her yearling. She goes to take off. He goes to take off. I'm at full draw. We're at 18 yards at this point. I'm grunting. Bruh, bruh, bruh. He won't stop. So I thought, okay, I'm going to snort wheeze and, and hope that that gets him quartering away. I snort wheeze. He takes two more steps. I've got a small hole. Plenty big enough to get through. All I got to do is get over one little limb. And, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, we got we got no issue. Snort wheeze at him, he stops, turns, he's quartering to me hard, so I'm aiming right off of that back hip. Going through that hole. Quartering to you or quartering away? Quartering away from me. <coughs> yeah, you said quartering Oh, too. so yeah, quartering away from me. I'm aiming for that back hip, um, quartering hard away. So 
when I go through that hole, I saw my, my arrow just flutter a little bit. And I think what actually happened is I caught, I think my vein caught that limb just as I was going over through the hole. Okay. So I hit back, hit about three inches further back. I'm almost on the edge of that hip. Now I'm, I'm angled up into the fletching. So I'm buried up into his midsection. So it's further back than what I want. I'm wanting that liver into the lungs. I'm more or less now intestines, guts, maybe up into liver. So as soon as I saw that, he runs off, stops at about 40 yards and starts to slowly walk. Got his tail tucked, his head's down. Classic middle of the body, intestines, gut, liver, exactly how they're going to act. So I knew, okay, I need to back out. And here again, this is where younger me versus older me, this handle's totally different. I back out of there immediately. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give him at least five, six, seven hours before I even start to investigate. Call my buddy, Mike Yoder with Deer Drone Recovery. I'm like, hey, here's my scenario. I'd like you to come out with the drone. Let's fly over this property. Let's see if we can locate him and see what's going on. He comes out. Six, it's been about six hours. The buck had only made it 150 yards, but he's still alive. So immediately now we know, okay, we got to give him till morning. It's a woods full of coyotes. It's going to be cold. I'm a little concerned about the coyote thing, but it's part of bow hunting. I mean, if you push that buck, he will die. 100% the deer is going to die. It's just a matter of finding him. Where is he going to go? You know, we let him lay overnight, come back the next morning. He got up and moved maybe 20 yards, bedded down again and died. No coyotes get to well, him. Well, and I'll tell you what was amazing. But it's, you know, we were able to zoom right in and see the arrow, everything. I was hunting. Yeah. I was out yeah. hunting yep. when, I when you guys a, did a that. I sent you a screenshot of, of what was you going on. You sent me a video. Well, clip. yeah, a video, too. And I thought it was unbelievable. I mean, what did you think of that, Ryan? You saw that, right? Uh, like, they oh, yeah. Literally not, he, not only... I mean, it was, one, it was in the woods, and it just, like, zoomed down in. Oh, yeah. And you could see everything. You yeah. could see the deer breathing. Yep. The and arrow it's, it's was thermal still in it, and, and it moved. It was, well, it was daylight, so yep. they they use thermal to find the deer, I think. They'll use, but they'll if use there's thermal, light, if it's light out, yep. they turn on, they have a regular yep. video but camera. They always use thermal to find it, and it was funny. The first thing we picked up on, he goes, that's probably a squirrel, but let's zoom in and see. First thing we pick up on, thermal, squirrel, hits the image, and it's literally a red squirrel jumping on a log. Like that, like my dad was mind blown. Now, mind you, he's a farmer, you know, technology in him is not like he's, he's not a wizard at technology, but he was mind blown by what, I mean, cause you're, you're looking at a 20 inch screen and as he's flying this thing around, you're able to look at everything. And my dad just couldn't believe it. He's like, this is unreal. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, just, just wait till we get in on a deer. So we find a doe bedded. He zooms down in on her and you can watch her chewing her could. She's in her bed. My dad's like, you, I can see her chewing. He's like, well, how close do you want me to get? I mean, and she's just, she'd look up, probably could hear them, you know, looked up, back down. Dad's like, you could see her flicking her eyes and everything. Like, you know, she'd like yeah. kind of like wink at the camera, you know, whatever. I, oh, yeah. Dad was mind blown. And it, it is really cool. Then the next morning, we got there right before daylight, and he wanted to use thermal because they do a lot of their recoveries at night. It's honestly easier. Um, the thermals show better. Middle of the day is tough because you got cloud. If you don't have any cloud cover, everything's blotched out. So everything looks hot. And by hot, I mean it's giving off thermal. So you're thinking, oh, there's de you know, there's deer, there's deer, there's deer, but really it's it could be nothing. Um, so we got there right before daylight, went right back to that spot where we had set a pin, and he was dead. Went in and got him, you know, and that deer didn't go 200 yards downhill, dead as a doornail. But the key was, if I would have went in and pushed him, five six hours was not enough. He wasn't dead yet. Right. And that's just part of bow hunting. Sooner or later, 
you're going to have a bad shot. You make a bad shot. You hit a limb, whatever the case may be. You, but you got to make the correct steps. And the correct steps there was let that deer lay. Called Mike Yoder, deer drone recovery. Was able to have him come in. And then we got to see exactly what was going on. Okay. My arrow's buried to the fletching, clear up in. The deer's going to die. We just got to let him go overnight. He's going to be right here. As long as coyotes don't get him or push him, that was our only worry. But again, you can't predict Mother Nature, what she's going to throw at you. Yeah. Luckily, it was all good. Me, Dad, uh, my, my good buddy, and my girlfriend Sammy all went in with Mike and his and his film crew and, and got him the next morning. And yeah, it was yeah. it was awesome, man. Like I said, didn't go it 200 all, it, yards. It all worked out. All and worked that was out. the thing. It was so valuable to know. Yes. That you say, you know, not you gave them time. Yep. And you potentially saved yourself a yep. long, hard tracking. Well, and it's, it's, you know, as a bow hunter, when you shoot an animal with, with an arrow, you're, it's, you got the adrenaline rush and, and you want to go, oh, I, I, I want to go a little further. I just, I, he might just be right here. Even if I don't see him fall over, minimum two to three hours. And, and, and a lot of times they're dead within minutes, but it's always better to be safe than sorry. Because if you, if you do push one, and, and in Ohio, you know, if you don't have permission, written permission, you can't go cross property lines. You can't go, you know, so every state's got different rules and regs. You know, sometimes, I mean, you can get yourself into a, a pinch there because if you've got, let's say, a neighbor that doesn't care for you and your deer goes over there and he says, nope, not giving you permission. Now you got to get a game warden involved. Now, I mean, there's it, it can just get real ugly real fast. And let alone if you do bump the buck and push him. And then you don't find it because, like, my deer was not bleeding. There was nothing to bleed. You know, it was the hole was plugged with guts. I mean, I put a big sever through him, and he was dead, but he was plugged. I mean, there was there was nowhere for blood besides internally to go, you know. Yeah. Like, the liver was cut, but it was all bleeding internally. There was hardly any going to be any blood. So if you bump that buck, it's anyone's guess on where he goes. Well, I mean, congratulations, man. It was a great buck, and, you know... I wish we could say we were surprised, but we're not really that surprised when Clint kills good bucks, are we, Ryan? Nope, nope. We, I mean, we we are his best cheerleaders, and we are the ones that push him to do it. So that's right. I think we get half credit, Christian. I he too. does it. He does it for <laughs> us and his boys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and we're not really sure which order, right? That's right. But you do it for Peterson's bow hunting because you got to right. sell articles. That's I'm just right. glad it's not January or February this year. Well, it, I, he I, is I usually to him. the end, and I'm like, "This is awesome! <laughs> <I've> <laughs> it's, had, I'm not laying in the frozen creek taking pictures." <laughs> I've had Ryan in a couple cold scenarios oh, over the years. Boy. I've had him in on, on some 20 degree December and January nights that were pretty, pretty. Twelve crazy. inches of snow, mm. trekking down through there, so it worked out this year. Yep, this was nice. Well, Ryan has been very patient. Oh, and but but he has been <laughs> on this podcast and in the hunting world because. And well, we're gonna exactly. Get to that. Well, it's it's his time to shine. It now. really and is. This it buck, really is. boy, great buck. I mean, a lot of hard work went into this. I was one. gonna say <laughs> a lot of hard work. Yeah. And why don't we? Why don't we start it with this, Ryan? I'll just say this and then throw it to you. Okay. It's not about how you start. That's right. It's about how yep. you finish. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And you finished strong yes. on this box. Yes. It was uh it was a bottom of the ninth type of thing. It and really I, was. And I struck out a lot in the first eight innings because <laughs> were you like 0 for four or I was, four, for this was the fifth time I had him within fifty yards. And uh you know the first the I was gonna say each first time back up. Back up and just talk about this buck because you identified this buck quite a while ago. Yeah, so yeah. uh my girlfriend and, and her, her son, Jacob, they were always with me this summer, and we would 
we've just been kind of dumping corn, just, you know, that's something we enjoy to do, uh, or I do, and but they enjoy being around. So, you know, they're learning, and he's, you know, really catching on, and he's become a real trim, uh, trail cam master. Uh, but we we got this picture, and I was just like, it was on a, at the time, it was a non-cell cam. And I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. I, mm-hmm. You know, that, that's kind of nice deer, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he'll still be around because it's been a, a long time. So I I took my Moultrie Edge over there, and lo and behold, I, I got service, and I put it up, and and he was still there uh, in this area. So we, uh, you know, we just kept, kept you know, putting more cameras out, trying to move them around and trying to figure this deer out. And uh, Jacob just learned to know him uh, as the big nine. Uh, you know, he's, he, he's not a slob by any means, but he is, he is my biggest uh, bow kill to date. And he just, we were always so pumped when, when he showed up on camera. I mean, every night was like Christmas, waiting to wake up in the morning and see if he was on, on camera. Well, don't sell yourself short, buddy. He's pretty good. For a eight with a, basically a G4, <clears throat> he, he's pretty he's good a, on He's a, he's a nice, nice deer. And, yeah, and, yeah. Every time I saw him, I mean, my heart just got going, and that's what it was about for me. I mean, he could have been 20 inches, but that deer, he just had me. And, you know, and we kept getting a lot of nice deer on pick on, on camera, but it just wasn't the right one. So um, I started setting up, you know, getting ready for fall, not really thinking I'd get a, a real good crack at him. Uh, the spot that he was at was pretty hard to hunt. And uh, yeah, historically, I, wasn't, that's like a I was spot not, it, I was setting this up. As a rut spot, mm-hmm. it's in a real nice little corridor. The way it is, there's a yeah. bunch of bedding around, uh, kind of down in this bottom, and uh, all of a sudden he just starts showing up in in daylight. And I when you know, was it? Uh, this was uh, probably end of September. I was I was just finishing up elk hunts because I was I would get service periodically, and Ryan's like, dude, this buck is in daylight like a lot, and I'm like, Ryan, I hate to say it because this is against our cardinal sin of ours, but you're going to have to go down in the timber, like, right out of the gate and try to hunt this buck. Like, we can't just let him walk around in daylight and not hunt him. Yeah. But mind you, this is... Twice a twice a day. This is deep in the timber. <laughs> Almost I every mean, day. It's hard to get in and get out undetected, you know. Right. Like, this is kind of a spot we just... you got to be like out. a woods ninja. You know, you got to really sneak around. Or go in at 1 o'clock in the morning. Well, well <laughs> there are other options, I mean. Not to that there point are, yet. you know, there's different strategies. and We come up with some plans. I'll tell you. Uh... I, once I set my mind to it, I nothing will nothing's gonna slow me down or stop me. And uh, I was pretty determined to get get this buck with my bow. I I really wanted it bad. And uh, he was showing up two and three times. And Clint and I, uh, we only talk a couple times a day. Uh, <laughs> but we decided that, you know, with the where where this was, uh, the best way is I'd have to go in at three thirty in the morning. So. If I wasn't at the fire station, I'd work all day at my second job and go home. And but thank God, uh, Angela, my girlfriend, is so patient with me because, I mean, come home, get a shower. We'd eat dinner and basically go to bed because at 1 o'clock I'm up getting my scent shower, getting everything packed in, and I leave the house because uh, it's about a 40-minute drive. Get over there, get dressed, hike in, and I would, I'd be in my stand by 3.30 a.m. and uh and sit for about four hours in the pitch black that way these these deer you know they'd have time to calm down and you know, things could kind of go back to normal and hopefully i would just become part of the 
part of the woods, you know, when they when they woke up, uh, uh, Santa was already in the living room so, waiting for them. So basically, we are all day hunting, but yeah. it's the beginning. It's the first week of October. Yeah. You know, was, so so Ryan's all day hunting. Um, what'd you have? Six or seven? I of had those. six full days at seventeen and a half hours. And that was in October. In October. Not one so of those was a November run. This was an early season. Never hunted a full day in November. This was the first time. I mean, I was breaking all kinds of, of you know, things I had learned over the years, you know, that you don't do. Uh, but uh, in today's, uh, you just got to be aggressive when they show you. When they show their face and they're showing you a, any sort of a pattern. Yep. I mean, in Major League Baseball, if you go one for three, that's a successful batting average. If he's going to show up one out of three days. Yep. I will play, I will take those chances, you know, and just do the best I can. I mean, every time I went in there, it, you know, he wouldn't show up. I'd hunt two days in a row, and, and he wouldn't show up. I wouldn't go, and he'd show up. So I started thinking that he was on to, He was seeing me come in at 3.30 in the morning. I don't know how he's doing it, but he's on to me. So I came up with a different entrance, you know, because mm-hmm. entrance and exits are huge. And so came up with a new one, and the first time I did it on October 10th, and sat all day long. He didn't show in the morning, and sat all day. Probably sixty degrees. I mean, it was mm-hmm. warm. And boy, was that, that day was pretty nice for an October super, day. Yeah, it was I mean, great like, for October. It was great I mean, it for was October. It was kind of cool for like an October day, but yeah, you not an ideal all day. It's, sit it's day, not but. a November, you know, cold and no. you're sitting there. I mean, it was actually very pleasant. I yeah. mean, I got a lot of crosswords done and <laughs> counted all the trees around. And uh, I talked to you about four o'clock that day, and it just the, the red moon was, it, there was a front, we had the back end of a front, the red moon was present, and I'm like, Ryan, I really think this buck's going to show tonight. I'm like, I, I just, I have that feeling. Yeah. And it just felt, I don't know, I was, it just felt good. It just felt good. He was, it, it was going to, I just, every time I went to the woods, I expected him to show as much as what he was showing on camera when I wasn't there. So, and uh, he kind of earned the name of the no-show nine <laughs> at first and then he became the the nine life nine yeah and um it was uh he showed up that night and there was just a there was a gaggle of deer there There was a whole herd of them and this one deer kept flinching and put him on high edge and i tried to be um a little too aggressive and force an opportunity that you know killers like christian and clint probably would have been successful in uh but i have been fighting this target panic for a little bit, and I was probably a little bit excited. And I, when I shot, he ducked, and I grazed his neck, and I could have puked. 17 and a half hours, mm. finally get my opportunity, and and I and I swing and miss. Mm. And uh, that was a rough day. I was pretty. Yeah, that was a. I didn't listen to one song on the way home for 40 minutes. I drove in mm. silence and just. Really had to collect myself because I yeah. don't want to take yeah. uh, a bad attitude home, you know, or a bad mood to Jacob and Angela, who have been more than patient with me and supportive. Uh, I just wasn't going to do it. So I really tried to put myself together. And and it was hard uh, to tell Clint that it happened and tell, and tell that little six-year-old Jacob that had been, every time I get home, he'd ask, did you get the big nine? And, oh, and I had to tell, I mean, it was like, I'd have, I'd have rather just taken a nail to the hand or anything else. I mean, to, he just seemed heartbroken. And, wow. and I don't know how he was more heartbroken than me. Wow. I mean, I I, I was have, pretty... I could have puked that night. I, I was I was, and pretty, I was seeing a lot of it deer. Was, it was pretty rough. But it was... And, uh, uh, it was that was pretty that was pretty bad. And 
It was yeah, so I, I for you. you know, I found my arrow and there was just a little bit of hair on the uh, fletchings there. And uh, I I took a couple days off. You know, I wasn't going to push it. I I didn't re- I didn't really draw blood. I mean, I I skimmed him basically. I skimmed uh, that's all it was. Literally just a flesh wound. And so lo and behold on one of the other cameras, 3 days later catch him going down into this bottom to bed again. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is he is back in the area. I didn't even expect it. Yeah. A week later, he's back on the corn pile. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, this is no way this is happening. And a week and a half later, he starts showing up, and he's in daylight again. I'm like, oh, this boy's giving me another chance. You know, like, hope is, <laughs> I am going back in, baby. <laughs> 17 and a half hours. You know, now you now you just done pissed me off. <laughs> now, oh, you, wow. now you better watch out. You know, you, you pissed the wrong ginger off, and they're not going to stop. And so now I'm just like, last week October, we're that's it. Now. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm going, you know, getting fired up, and uh, I you know I'm back in there at these three thirties, you know, doing these hunts as, as much as I can. So now what time of the year are we in? Like this is the last week of last October. Week of October. Okay. Uh, yeah, October I think twenty. 27th or twenty eighth. It was right in there. In there 27th or twenty eighth. You had an encounter. Uh, my. My boss at my second job, Wes Tucky, you know, he let me off, uh, you know, because I told him, like, buddy, this deer is showing up. I got to be in there. And he is like, okay, you know, he's been very lenient with me. Uh, so I go in there, uh, 3.30 in the morning again, and uh, <laughs> there was a little mishap before before light, which uh, I w- it's embarrassing. Oh, that's right. You know, it's Just embarrassing. Where are your hardest, kids? <laughs> you know, I'll yeah. tell you right now. I have a muddy harness, and I have a hunter safety system lifeline. And if it weren't for that, I don't, I don't know what, what kind of condition I'd be in today. Uh, because I, like I said, when you I mean, get up at like one in the morning, when you're working all day and you got up at one and you're doing all this stuff and you're living on, you know, energy drinks, trying to get this thing done. Uh, you know, about six o'clock in the morning, I fell asleep in the stand, and and uh, you know. I was falling out of my stand, and if it weren't for that lifeline and that harness, uh, you know, I don't know what would happen. So I owe them a lot of credit. They d- it did their job just as, you know, just as it was supposed to. Uh, so if any lessons are taken away from so anything I said. You literally caught yourself. <clears throat> I caught myself. fall. I was falling asleep. I was falling out of the tree. I was able to grab onto the seat, and I grabbed onto a nearby tree, and my left my left leg was still in, but my body is out of right. the stand. And, you were, hey, and your strap was I, basically I, holding you. It was holding me. Oh yeah, holding me. Oh yeah. yeah. No way was I. I mean, no you way was been I been face on the ground. Oh, face he, face probably, first, probably, if not head first. I was gonna say, if, I mean, so, realistically, probably head first. It, that's, uh, that's death. I mean, you're, you're not falling twenty some feet and surviving no, that. No. So it, I, you know, I owe them a big thank you, and uh, you know, it it worked out, and I'll never so, put up another tree stand. Ever, which I, I here a couple years ago, I really got onto these lifelines, and I will never put one up without one. Which so. I really appreciate because <laughs> there's another guy at the table yeah. here who doesn't really believe in the lifeline. I know, and he sets what I consider to be squirrely stands. Well, I, I always and tell, he sends me. I'm always hooked in, but the lifeline. But you don't, don't hook have it in until you get in there. Yeah, I'll tell true. you. And, and, and and you know, and Clint likes to send me to stands I've never been to. Yeah. In the morning, and his directions are. 
there's a trail, there's a deer trail on the edge of the cornfield, and there's a log there, and that's the one you want to go down. I put that log yep. there for you to mark it. <laughs> yep. I did, I really did. Anyway. I mean, uh, it gets the job done, but don't, my but, only advice, do not set stands without a lifeline or a harness. But bottom line is, you literally, like, fall out of your tree stand, and you have that, that'll wake you up, by the way. Yeah, okay. I mean. And then, you just, and then you just stay there and hunt. Oh, yeah, I'm not quitting. I mean, don't get me wrong. It took me a little minute to uh, get my bearings and, and uh, just get back in the stand. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty embarrassed, but you know what? I'm in there, and he's showing up in daylight. I'm not stopping. You know, that's not going to stop me. I just wake myself up, and here we go. And sat all, all day, and about 6 o'clock, I looked down there, and here he is. Uh, I couldn't believe it, and uh, every time I saw him, I could hear my heartbeat in my ears, and my ears would just go instantly on fire. Uh, I am pumped up, and I, I'm, you know, every time we talk about, you know, just calming yourself down. This is just a deer, but it means a lot to me, so I, I talk myself down, and the wind is good. It's hitting me kind of in the front left part of my face, and it kind of blows back uh, away up into this bottom, and he's coming down this trail, uh, you know, and he's coming, the thermal should go downhill or back in behind me. I, the setup is, is, is good. However, he catches my thermals before he gets there and he goes on high alert and I have him at 32 yards and he is staring a hole through my chest. He knows something is up. He can't quite pin it. And I, I don't even draw my bow. I have, I was ready you know, and there were probably some moments where I probably should have drawn. And, you know, looking back, I was terrified to make a mistake. And I, I wanted the situation to be perfect. I was trying to get things set up just the way they should be. And that was one of my lessons that it just doesn't happen. Because he came in three or four times looking right at me. And then eventually he just worked off. And I didn't get a shot. And to, <laughs> to have it happen... A second time, for him to be that close a second time was pretty rough. And to tell Jacob again, buddy, I didn't get him. And I just felt like I was letting him down every single time I came home and he'd ask if I got the big nine. And uh, it didn't happen. So a couple days later, you know, it's starting to be November. And I, I took him one, if he behaves in school and he doesn't clip down, he's been begging me to go hunt, begging me to go hunt, wants to go and, he just wants to sit in the stand with me. So, uh, you know, we go out one night and we have a great time together and he loves it. And it was just kind of a nice night to just relax and not be, you know, stressed out about this deer. And, uh, you know, but after that night, get right back at it. And the deer is periodically there, but it's all at night. It's There's no pattern, rhyme or reason why he's there. Uh Except for on the morning of November 4th, you know, you wake up 4 in the morning to check your, you know, it's Christmas. It's time to check your, your trail cam picks. <clears throat> and uh, Clint and I usually exchange texts about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, every pretty, morning. Pretty normal. You yeah, know, keep, what, keep me off that. What's going, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> you know, and, what's on the camera? And, uh, and, and uh, Sammy, they're always like, who are you talking to? I'm like, Clint, I'm checking my deer pictures. Like, yeah, what's, what's the big deal? You know, like, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It just became like a routine. And uh, 
This going to be weird now to not I, like do that. Well, the other morning I woke up and it's like, should four, I check? It's four o'clock. <laughs> Well, we're both tagged out. I don't know. Do I still tell him, hey, look who's here? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, he didn't show up. Um, you know, but that deer, he was on the corn at 5.02. And I wasn't even hunting that stand. It was. It's kind of scary how similar the story was to Clint's because I wasn't even going to hunt there. Uh, I was hunting a completely different farm. And, uh, you know, the day before, I, I did a little mobile set. Uh and I, I re- I've really started to get into this mobile game and, you know, doing these, the hanging bangs and stuff like that. It's just, it's fun. There's a lot of strategy. And, but he showed up and not only was he just, he would eat on the corn, but he was starting to show rut tendencies. I mean, there would be a doe and she'd walk through and, and his nose would be out. Like he just started acting a little ruddy and he was in that area. And, and what I've learned from this is that corn pile is hot. There's a bunch of, there's just a bunch of deer in there and I'll play the odds. Just like I said earlier, you know what? He's in the area. He's with his doe. That area is torn up well, with, he had been hitting that scrape with buck sign. There is a scrape about 60 yeah. yards downhill, a nice community scrape and he'll hit it periodically. And there's another one out this path. I mean, he's in the area and a lot of reasons for him to be in there. <clears throat> yep. I mean, it's just, it's a secluded little place. Yeah, and like the 30 does that live there. Yep, yeah. It, yeah. there's a bunch of them. Literally. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, we were, I was talking to Clint, and I talked to my dad, and, and it was like, you know what? We're changing plans. And I don't like changing plans. No. I like concrete plans. I like things set. And I like verbal confirmations. I don't like this in limbo kind of stuff. But this deer, it, you had to be fluid with it. You had to... <laughs> You had to just go with it, and oh, what he you shows. Know, you know, Clint's always going to be aggressive. Oh, Clint's going to be like, there, you got to get in there. Yeah, oh, I'm in there limbo. Is, I, I live in limbo, baby. There, <laughs> that's what it was. and I, I fly by the seat of my pants 24-7. So I, 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 you know, I got in the stand. It was not it. After that fall, I did not return to the stand at 3.30 in the morning anymore. Oh. I decided that it was, uh, you know, not, you know, I just didn't think it was safe, and it wasn't like it was showing, so... I got in there that morning and was able to sneak in. I spooked one as I was going in. Um, however, before daylight, I you know, there was three that had already moved back through the area, so I knew I was okay. Um, and the wind was, you know, the wind was good. My thermals were, were good. It was a nice cold morning. Uh, wasn't freezing like that real nice cold front we had before. It just seemed like a nice morning, you know. It just, I have this high anticipation the uh, sun started coming up, and, and by eight, between 8.15 and 8.30, I had seen probably seven different little bucks, some nice basket racks, and a, a bunch of does. And I looked up, and I could see a doe coming out this little hill to me and tail up, just acting kind of ruddy. And in behind her, I can see antlers. And I'm like, oh, get my binos up. And it was just a small one. And I'm like, ah. Every time, every time I, I just was always on edge thinking that this deer was coming around the corner. And they worked down through me, and they crossed the path at about 35 yards. They are um, working down through there, and I look in behind her on the same path that they just came, and here he comes. I mean, every time I saw him, there was never a question in my mind that this was a shooter. And... He uh, was, oh, he was on, he was coming through. 
second buck in line. And as he worked down in there, I mean, there were deer all around me. So, I mean, you had to be careful and got my bow. He stepped behind the tree. So I came to full draw and I, he was just standing there on behind this tree, looking at me. I could see the antlers out both sides of the tree. And I just felt, I don't know how a deer can look through a tree and see you, but that is exactly (laughs) what he was doing. He had x-ray vision looking through that tree and was just staring at me. I'm at full draw, and I just shot the day before, made some minor tunings, you know, to my bow, which I think is, Clint always gets on me for not shooting throughout the year. It is highly suggested. You know, it's something that I will do from now on. <laughs> Practice. <laughs> yeah. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> Make sure your bow's still on. Yeah. That's a great, Brian, that's a pro uh, tip. I, I know. One. Write that wow. one. Write that yes. one down, listeners. I mean, it was worth listening so far just for that. If you yep. take nothing else away from this, wear a lot. Yep. Wear your safety harness and shoot and, your and bow. And shoot your bow. You never think that won't happen to me. It, Let me tell you right now. It can. It will. It will. Write that down. So he finally steps out away from that tree, and I already knew it was going to be about 35 yards. I already had the dialed sight already tuned in, ready to go. I'm at full draw. He steps out. I shoot. And um, you know, that it the shot felt good. I was pretty confident, and he started working downhill, and um, my arrow fell out about 15 yards. He went down there, and he caught up with his doe. And all of a sudden, he started giving me that little woozy walk. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. This is going to happen. Don't you trick me, God. Don't you do that to me. And he tipped over, and I cried. I don't admit it, you know, but... You're I just, wanted this year you, buddy, so you just did admit it. Bad. <laughs> I, I don't like to I don't like to admit that, you know, but I I did. I wanted this deer so bad. And just the feelings of finally getting them, you know, you strike out, you strike out, and I finally connected. And it was that it's was been it. a long time. 2011 was the last one yep. that I put on the wall, you know, and I that was I good. don't believe if you if you're not going to be proud of it and put it on the wall and display um, you know what? Go after does. And that's what I've been doing year after year after year. And finally, I got on one uh, that I'd be proud of. And uh, it all came together uh, after <laughs> a lot of trials and tribulations and some minor setbacks <laughs> and some speed bumps. <laughs> Almost killing yourself. <laughs> you don't you don't quit when you want something. You don't quit and nothing slows you down. So man, that was a good phone. call. I had been waiting a long time on that it, phone call. I'll tell you what, man. He's still pumped up. Oh, it he's happened. Still pumped I'll, up. I'll tell you what. We were. I've never flown from my farm <laughs> to this farm that fast ever. I did wear my seatbelt. I, I do want to say <laughs> I was speeding the whole way, but I did wear my seatbelt. But yeah. I. That's the fastest I've ever gotten here. I've been waiting on that. Uh, at times, I think I wanted Ryan to kill this buck maybe more than he did. I mean, I, it, I, I was... It, it was, was annoying. Close. It was close. It was annoying. It's like, would you just let me hunt? Like, he pushed and pushed and to I the point that him. I would tell him sometimes, I'm not answering your phone calls anymore. Like, let me be, you know? But it's it's that push, you know? Family, friends, everybody, always supportive. And uh, it, it finally came together. And... Uh, you know, like I said, he has no, he's no slob, but that's my deer. He was 140, we measured him out 
146 and a quarter. And uh, toad of a nine. Congratulations. Nice. Yes, thank that you. is a big, thank you. Yeah. big buck. It is. Uh, long that's beans, my biggest with the bow. Tines. Dark horns. Yep. Decent brows. Nine, nine and a half inch tines. Yep. Long you know, beams. Just, oh, yeah. They 23, were 20, 24 inch beams. It was, it was surprising. Yeah. When I walked up to him, there was no ground shrinkage. No. There was no ground shrinkage. No. Uh, the, it, it took, I called, I called my dad, I called my mom, I called Clint, you know, I'm telling him, get here, get to the, get over here, you know, get to where I'm at. I was already on my way. And I, I, I just want to see that deer, and I'm looking at my binos, and I can't find him. And I was terrified. It, it, his antlers were so dark. And all that was sticking out behind these trees were his head and his antlers. And I finally picked him up. But just, I was just happy. So it was, it all came together. It's a beautiful, I, I'm, I just couldn't ask for anything more. So. So now it, we're at four for four. Now we got Easton, Sammy, Clint, Ryan. That's I got one back tag left now, baby. I got. I, well, I, I want to go five for five. And I mean, the thing is, and you and Timmy's a combo here. So realistically, I mean, I was happy too because I mean, obviously, I was happy for you. But here, I just rolled in from Pennsylvania oh, on the first. Yep. Clint kills on the second. Yep. Ryan kills on the third, and all of a sudden, it's your turn. I've got all the farms. All at your all the stands. Oh, everything's ready. Now, hold on. All the I got to make an interjection here. Yeah. It wasn't the third. It was November fourth, and you want to know something kind of cool? That was Jacob's birthday. It was the fourth. It was November fourth. Yeah, yeah. Jacob. Two days after you. I yeah, found that my little buck boy. On the third. I let him go overnight. That's right. That, and then he killed the next. My day. little helper. That was his birthday. So I took that deer straight from here, and I took it down to show him on his birthday. You know, he he was jumping with joy that we finally got the big nine. So was, I told him, <laughs> you know, I'm not the good gift on your birthday or anything, but look at this, buddy, and. To see the uh, to see the light in that kid's eyes, I'm telling you, he's already asked. He wants to go out hunting this week, and he is fired. He's just fired up, and that it meant the world to me to finally show him. Like, I didn't strike out, buddy. <laughs> On he was your birthday, fired up and, then, and then I'll tell you, Christian was fired and up. Then, and Christian I've is... never got to have success when <laughs> Christian was here. So I mean, it was it's just a cool experience. My dad came, and we got our. I just, I just wanted a picture in the woods, you know, and it's something that just will last forever, and um, you know, and uh, that's so awesome. That man. was the inter that was my only interjection because that was on he, Jacob's he's, birthday. He's gonna want, he's gonna want that buck in his bedroom. I'll tell you, he probably will. Uh, it's staying in the living room though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he can, he can go out and cut it. He, he, he can see yeah. it anytime. Yeah, yeah, he can walk but, in and check it out. It's staying right there. Oh and my then, goodness. And then, you know. It's kind of weird. Clint and I were just like, well, what do we do now? We're not used, we are not used to both being, being done, done like this. No, we're never both so then, done at the same time. You know, we look at the man in the middle right here, yep. Christian. We're living vicariously through you. We're like, here we go. Oh, so then, here we go. All day, baby. Let's, let's just, you know, yeah, soak so then, the fire then here. Then I all of a sudden inherited two deer guides. But I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, Clint, you've. You've been writing for the magazine for quite a number of years now. Oh, well, no, more than that. More than that. Extra uh, was 2016. At least Push six. At Push least six. Seven more, or eight. Seven or eight, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, because we started coming out turkey hunting when Timmy was 12, mm -hmm. and he's almost 18, mm -hmm. so that's six. And I'm sure I didn't start coming out mm -hmm. 
right away. We we got to know each other yeah. for a while. Oh yeah. But but point is, you guys have been very gracious in in letting me come over here and have access to several different properties. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and it's really is quite good deer hunting, mm -hmm. and I, oh, yeah. I I really appreciate it. And you know, talk about access. I mean, Ryan. Um, Ryan had several other good bucks on camera mm -hmm. and number of encounters with other good bucks. Oh, yeah. And you just had your heart set on the that big nine-pointer. Yeah. And once he tagged out, he was just like, Christian, I really think it's getting, oh. it's getting hot over yeah. here. There's a lot of does. Yep. And I've got other bucks in mm -hmm. daylight. And you basically better come over here and oh, jump yeah. in my grave. So it was the old. We were standing over his buck, and I said, "We got to get this deer out, celebrate." And Berg's got to get his ASS right in this, right here, right now, today. Get back in here. So, so a couple things on that. One, it is amazing, especially during the rut, when a stand gets hot. Ooh, it's hot. It's not unusual for multiple people. Sometimes more than two. Sometimes three. Yep. To, you'll have several good bucks mm -hmm. killed out of a particular stand in a yep. short, you know, two or three day window of time. Yep. So that can absolutely happen. Yep. And in this particular case, and I don't know exactly why it is, because again, I started out hunting on a particular farm where I mm -hmm. typically do most of my hunting. Yep. It was kind of kind of dead over there right now. About ninety. Three acres of standing corn surrounding that entire farm, and I just, I, they just, they did not seem to care for that. It's the first time we've ever had that entire farm in standing corn. I told Dad this spring when we planted it, it's going to be interesting to see if these deer like this or not. He goes, oh, I think they'll love it. I said, I don't know. I think they feel very boxed in. It's hard to hear. The corn is constantly, it's loud. They can't hear. There's really nowhere besides one little food plot that they're in the open and can see anything. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're very boxed in. And I, I don't... Now, once that corn starts coming off this week, that place is just going to be on fire. Yeah. But being that it's all still standing right now, yeah. it, it actually was probably the coldest farm I've had in the last 10 days. And we've just been waiting for it Which to heat up. Which is crazy. Because oh, yeah, I've seen... I've seen oh, well, I killed a good it's, buck it's there. It's typically our best rut farm. And when I shot that buck... Remember what happened? Oh, like ten, giant, ten minutes giant. after I shot yeah. that nice buck, probably a booner, a bo yeah, uh, yeah, an absolute slot. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I was on a ridge over there my first uh, afternoon, and yep. then the next morning, I only saw a couple of deer. Yep, and then I hunted a really nice bedding area mm -hmm. over there. I only saw three deer. Mm -hmm. Um, and usually it's a 20, 30 is a, deer day place. Three deer is not good around no. here. No, oh gosh, no. you know what no, I mean. No, no, no. So, and then I hunted over at, at another farm. Yep. A couple times and I saw more deer activity over mm -hmm. there but I don't think that there was a particular spot that was like red hot and no and it was hard to cover the whole area yeah there's a lot of bedding over there mm -hmm. and they can come and go yep. a lot of different ways and I was seeing bucks you know way out of range and so yeah I mean I was happy to do it so yeah the hot stand uh, you know is is big but then the other thing is when you talk about jumping in Ryan's grave, you know, mm -hmm. which, hey, you know, beggars can't be choosers. You guys, yeah. you guys had the advantage of living here. Oh, yeah. And you had a buck, more or less, yep. if not completely picked out, definitely on your radar, Clint. Yeah, I mean. You know, you knew that buck. I mean, you were kind of was the only him. one that realistically was what I would consider a buck I wanted to go after at this moment in time. I had one shooter, and that was him. 
you know. And and Ryan just told us his story. I mean, big he, nine. he yep. was freaking obsessed with that big nine. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. to the point of about driving himself crazy and maybe almost even dead. Died. Yeah. I was gonna say he almost, almost died over this almost died. Nah, you just gotta yeah. go for it. <laughs> but also, don't stop. So then there's Berg, right? Then there's me, and and you know, honestly, as a guy who uh, lives in Pennsylvania, the yep. hunting is mediocre. I'm just gonna say it that. I'm best mediocre. Yep. Um, so I do travel quite a bit. Thankfully, you know, working in the industry, I get the time and ability. Oh, yeah. But so when I come over here, though, I've only got, you know, five to seven days yeah. to be here and do all my bow hunting for the year. I'm not, I mean, yeah, I'd love to kill a, a giant. Yeah. Um, and they're here. Oh, and they're here, you know, and I saw a couple pretty big bucks mm-hmm. over the course of my time. But what I'm really looking for is the first solid buck that comes along good opportunity and you know and i'm very very happy for that and i think that's you know something that quite honestly i think most deer hunters are that way yep they go out they don't have the time that a clint casper a ryan birch does Mm -hmm. you know they're not ordering their whole lives around trying to kill a deer (laughs) they're just wanting to kill a good deer a good buck and so you know i got in that stand and it was my so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It was my fifth day fifth of day. hunting, yeah. but it was my first day um, in in that farm, and you know, basically going in there planning on an all day sit, mm-hmm. and it was uh, kind of slow in the morning. I mean, I did see a bunch of deer, but um, you know, it got really slow in the midday. Mm-hmm. It warmed up. I was texting with you guys and mm. just kind of joking about how much I hate all day sits. Oh, yeah. And Clint wouldn't let me leave. Ryan was like, well, if you want to get out, get out. And Clint's <laughs> I'm like, not going to push you like Clint does. No, no. Clint's like, <laughs> do dude, not. you can't get in. It can't get out. It's too risky. Don't bump any does. If you bump something getting out or going back in, you'll screw it up for I the evening. I told you, by 445, you were going to kill Oh, that was funny. You texted. I was starting to get... That's I mean, a bold bet, Cotton. Yeah, that's what he said. That's, that's a bold, a, that's a bold Cotton. prediction, yep. Cotton. 4.40, yeah, what'd you text that at about 3 o'clock? I said by 4.45, you're going to be done. And it was like, what, 4.15? It, it was just four, after 4. 4.10? It was should, just yep. after 4. So, that was close. So so there were actually two two eight-pointers that came in. Mm-hmm. There was a smaller one that I had seen earlier in the day. And then this bigger one showed up. And I wanted to shoot him. But he came to the far side of the clearing, and there were these two maple trees that were blocking the vitals. <laughs> yeah. And I was super frustrated because he was at 32 yards, yeah. but I just couldn't get a shot. And then he ended up turning around and chasing a doe, and he ran off out of sight. And I was just like, you know, like when you have your bow and you're all hooked up and you're just waiting to draw, and then, like, the deer freaking leaves, and it's such a letdown, and you like take your bow and you like stick it back on the hook and you're like god darn it you know ryan might have been there with that big nine a couple times oh, several <laughs> times right? yeah, several yeah. times <laughs> where you had to hang the bow up and go gosh oh. dang it <laughs> how am i gonna tell jacob about this one oh clint another opportunity ryan what are you doing <laughs> so you know i'm thinking it's kind of like done i was like i can't believe he left and this is where 
you know, the rut comes into oh, play because like you said it earlier. Be your best friend. You've got you've got some corn there yeah. by that stand. But the point is, as you get into the rut, and I saw this with other bucks, you know, smaller bucks, you know, if a doe comes in, she's probably gonna come and eat mm-hmm. some of that corn. Mm-hmm. These bucks. They're just cruising through. They may not even stop. No. They may. Anyway, point is, this buck comes in again like 10 minutes later, and he comes over and kind of stands in the same exact spot. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me where I can't shoot. (laughs) Well, this other doe, another big doe comes up the hill from the left of the stand, Mm -hmm. and she's coming up towards the corner, and he decides he's going to chase her. So now he's he's basically not really chasing, nosing her, pushing her. Right. You know, know how they get with their noses to the ground. He's pushing her around off to the left side of the clearing, and then he actually walks over and makes a scrape, which is cool. He's putting on a little show. He's making a scrape right there, and he finally turns around, and comes back uh, out in front of me, but this time he's in the clear, and I get myself drawn, and um, he he's quartering, he's he's broadside, but I think he's he's quartering too, just a little bit. But I'm like, it's not a severe yeah. angle, right? So I slightly put, quartering too. Is, <laughs> is, it's I, okay. I put I put the pin behind the shoulder, and like I I pull through the shot. I shoot a resistance activator release, so yeah. I'm pulling through. And the shot breaks. I can see my arrow in flight, but I don't really see the impact. But I hear it, right. and I can. I know it's a good. Yep. It's a good sound. The old watermelon thump. And, right. Yeah, and there was no, and there was no like bone impact. Nothing like a loud whack. Mm-hmm. And I was almost certain the arrow had to have passed through. And he just turned and he ran dead opposite away, like directly away from me, and got about oh, 60 yards through the, the timber over there and kind of took a little left hand turn down the hill and got out of my sight. And mm-hmm. then it just got quiet. So, uh, you know, literally I texted you guys. You both called me within like a minute. Mm-hmm. I talked to Clint first, then I talked to Ryan and I got down and went over and I was able to find my arrow about 10 yards beyond uh, where I had shot, where where he had ran, yep. and the arrow was completely covered in blood from stem to stern. Oh, but, yeah. but there was a little, um, just a little bit of uh, stomach matter there that yep. I could see, and I was like, huh? I was like, I didn't really think that I hit that far back. Right. But just because of that, I was like, we got to be cautious. And, and we just figured give it was probably the exit. Some time. You know, quartering yeah. slightly too. Figured the exit was probably a little further back, which makes sense. So, well, your mom actually had a birthday dinner birthday for you. Birthday dinner. Can't miss birthday. Got to go to. So this is, this was yesterday. This is the 5th yep. of November. 5th, yep. November 5th. I've killed more than a couple of bucks on the 5th of November over it's the years. It's a good years. day for you. It's a good day. Um, so we went to your mom's, yep. by the way. She is a spectacular cook. Oh, yeah. I had she some really of the is. best fried chicken I've mm-hmm. ever had in my life. Some homemade. Yeah. Cheesy her potatoes. Father's, yep. yep. Oh. Her father's recipe. Grandfather. Shrimp. It was, it's a family recipe. What a what a Man, feast. Man, that was a feast at the Casper it was, homes. It was like a pre-Thanksgiving. I mean, it is always a warm welcome. Carrot on cake. On the fry around November. Oh, 6th. I had a big... You see that piece of oh. carrot cake that Easton gave me? Easton gave me. It was like a three... You got your money's worth oh, out of that cake. Oh, that Ooh. was a big piece of that was, cake. That would have fed three people. <laughs> 
So we filled our bellies. I mean, I was stuffed. Oh, I was when we got back yeah. over to the farm to go track that deer. And so I had, you know, I had picked up my arrow and put it in a tree there. And we got right there. And we didn't really have trouble finding no. the blood trail. No. Well, no, we're following it. We had but our it, bloodhound with but, us. But of it course wasn't, we had no trouble. It wasn't copious, though. I was kind of like wondering because... There was places where there was a couple drops and, you know, it, it kept coming. But I'm like, what in the world happened with this deer? Well, I mean, how how far you, would you say that he ended up making oh, not it? very far. I mean, maybe a little over 100. 100 yards. Maybe. And 80, 80 to 100. And that was Honestly, downhill. I mean, there was, he only went horizontal 30 to 40. Yeah, and, and, it then the, and then it was just a diagonal yeah. line down. I mean, and yeah. he was stiff when we got to him. Yeah. And that was, oh, yeah. he I shot his, him at like four and we got out of there about nine. He was dead within on his feet. He was probably dead like within two minutes yeah. of when I shot yeah. him. I mean, it, he really opened up there at the oh, end. Yeah, at the I end. mean, yeah. well, he stood, he must have stood. stood yeah. There was a lot of blood. He was all over it. I mean, you, say, we had to hold the hound dog back yeah, a couple we times. We had our bloodhound, you know, like, Keaton. I mean, like, my, my hey, let Christian go first and he was just my four year old, My four-year-old Keaton, he was not going to miss it, buddy. I mean, he was... He was so excited. He was on His it. heart was going to explode, he told yep. me at one point. His school doesn't start till 11.50. Now, see, my oldest, Easton, he was kind of hesitant on to go, not to go. Now, he regretted it today because he says he missed out. But last night it was, well, I could stay at Grandma's and get to bed early. I don't know. He's got school early. You know, he's got to be there at, at 8. Keaton, he starts at, like, noon. He was not going to miss it. I mean, he was Oh, no, he was, he was going to Very cry. adamant. Oh, he was... When I told him, I don't know, buddy, he, he was... I mean, for lack of better terminology, he was pissed at me. He was like, oh, you know, I, Christian said I have. Well, they call you Kristen because they can't say Christian. So Kristen said I have to track this deer with him or he won't find it. He was very <laughs> adamant of telling That's me that. That's right. So we loaded him up. Me, you. Well, I don't like to I don't like to recover deer out here without him. No, you got, no, 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 no. no. Me, you, Sammy, Ryan, and Keaton all went in there. And, and Keaton, he, he he likes to lead the way. He, oh, he's, he was telling me, he was so funny. He's like, you stay you stay back. You stay back. Yep. And when I find the buck, I'll call I'll, you. I'll call you. Yeah, I'll, I'll call let you know. <laughs> and just so people, you know, may not be aware, how old is this young man? He's four. He's yep. four. Yep. He'll be five in January. He also wanted to know uh, during dinner at your mom's house if when we found the buck, could we cut him up into a thousand pieces? Oh, yeah. And also, could we could we take out the eyes? Yes. <laughs> He just wanted to take out the eyeballs. He, he, he has been around a lot of skinning and butchering and quartering, and, and he... Uh, he knows what he knows what he's doing. He thinks he knows a lot. Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah. He really he, he he's really a does. character. He is. So so anyway, when we got to the deer though, then we were able to see yep. why the blood trail. So yep. so we had a huge rage hole yep. on entry. Yep. And it was perfect. Oh, like yeah. the shot placement was great. Yep. Couldn't have pe- couldn't have put it any better. But but he honestly was quartering to more than yep. I had thought because the exit hole plugged up was like through the ham. Yep. The the shaft actually came out through. The, the hind leg. Yep. And so I'm sure I clipped at least oh. one lung, probably punched the entire liver oh, yeah. and literally sliced the the, the stomach, yep. the intestines, and then out the rear leg. He was in bad, bad shape. Houston, we got a problem. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a very effective shot. And we didn't, and honestly, I mean, it took us 10 minutes to, yeah. to, to trail it there. Yeah. But, you know, you just... It's funny how your brain interprets things differently when you're at full draw. Oh yeah. Than yeah. you would like maybe if I just be like watching it on TV, I'd be like, "Well, that's not a good angle. Why right. is that guy yep. shooting that?" But when you already had that buck oh, yeah. 
in range one time and you were standing there for like 10 minutes waiting to get a chance to draw and yeah. then he runs chases a doe away now he comes back and like noses another doe and makes a scrape and you're getting your blood pumping and you're kind of all excited and yep. man you get the full draw and you're like oh he looks pretty good there it is and it's a good buck it's uh oh yeah yeah well and here's the thing so the buck i mean and he's a nice eight pointer had actually had a drop had it, yeah you had yeah. this deer on camera yeah oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. he had he had well i say he had he has a drop time off yep. his left side. his, his left, left side, side but he had broken it off right yep so there's just about an inch of it there. Yep. And you said it was about a four-inch drop. Yep. But it's not actually the buck that I thought that I shot because uh -huh. there was an even bigger eight-pointer mm -hmm. that you guys very creatively nicknamed the Big the Eight. The Big Eight, yep. Um, and both we're, we're pretty creative. Like, I mean, we're pretty creative. When, when, when I mean, we said it, I, I bet you had a hard time figuring which one and, we were talking about. And, but both these bucks were frequent flyers on this farm. They, they both lived there. They were there on camera all the time. I mean, you know. And that Big Eight, as you guys called it, had longer brow tines. And so there was there was another eight-pointer that I knew was smaller, and he had shorter brow tines. So when this buck showed up, he looked pretty nice. And I was looking at the brow tines, and they were quite a bit longer than the other buck. And I was like, I texted you, and you were like, well, what buck did you just shoot? Because that smaller eight was the one, he's got like a, a, a stab, a gash yeah. on his side. And I had already passed him up in the morning, and then I texted, I just shot him, and you were thinking I shot that buck. Yeah. And I was like, no, I shot the big eight. Well, it turned out to be this other eight. I don't know if you had a name for him. But anyway, yeah, he was a, he was a nice buck. And um, it was great, you know. So then we, like you said, we had, I had Clint. I had Ryan. Yep. I had Keaton. I had Sammy. Yep. And we had the a whole good, gang. We had a good time the out there. Gang. And thank you very much for taking the Ranger in there. And I am going to... I told you guys last night, I take credit for only two things, okay, because you guys basically did all the work, all the scouting. I was a beneficiary of your generosity and your assistance, but I did make a good shot. Very good. Mm -hmm. And I did provide you with quite possibly the shortest drag in history because- I was only a few feet. Where, where that buck died- <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Was, I literally- About it, nine feet? It was about nine feet from a- Log road. From a logging road. <laughs> And I just grabbed the antler As and dragged guides, him out. We really appreciate that. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't. You guys didn't even have to drag him at all. No, I, you and Keaton. Me and Keaton dragged him out to the logging road. You went and got the ranger. You pulled up to the buck, and I. You didn't gut for me, by the way. You let me. What kind well, of guys? You were going to show Keaton. Remember, you did your tutorial. I did, and I provided a nice commentary you did. and you good really instruction did. on really field did. dressing a deer. But didn't that normally guarantee you today his two teachers? have already been told all about what you... 1,000%, I'd bet my truck on it. His teachers already have been told about your tutorial and what took place and how things in the bone saw. A hunt, guarantee if I call him right now and said, have you learned about the gut job last night? I don't and, know and, why Christian's going to the next parent-teacher conference. I was going to say, what are you teaching this young I man, I guarantee sir. they already know about it. Those are, life, sure. those are life skills. You don't learn that in yep. the class. He's been in school now about two hours today already, and I, that's our, this. Your, last night already has been told, 100%. Well, that's nature's classroom it right is. there. And those it are is. life skills that will carry you a long way. So so the bottom line is, starting on November 2nd, then November 4th, 4th yep. then November 5th, yep. that's three bucks in four days. It was hot. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean temperature-wise. Yep. I mean hot here yep. in 
Eastern Ohio really this week. Was. And when I got to the butcher this morning at about 930 oh, yeah. with that buck, I was like number Dude, string the on them. entire parking lot was full of pickup trucks, mm -hmm. and there was literally, I thought that there was a special event going on. I'm oh, like, no. are they having something here today? Nope. No, it was just Monday morning at the butcher shop. Yep. They're closed on Sundays, yep. and there was a backlog of bucks like you wouldn't believe. I stood in line for 30 minutes to oh, check yeah. that deer in yep. this morning. Yeah. And there were some bruisers. There was a 160. There was a 180. Yep. And a lot of other nice bucks, too. It was a big weekend. Was the buck with the drop there when you went over? Um, I'm not he had sure. A big, he had a big drop on his one side, big notch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was cool. Yep. yep. So, so anyway. When it's hot, it's hot. When it was hot. When it's hot, it's yeah. hot. And so whether you're targeting a specific buck or whether you're just looking to shoot any good buck, you want to focus on a couple things that stood out to me out of everyone's success. Whether it's a single doe that your buck is paired up with, like Clint's buck, or whether you just have an area that you hunt that has more does for whatever reason, wherever you find in the best concentration of does, that's where you want to focus right now because oh, yeah. bucks are going to show up and not just the bucks that you know about, Ryan, yep. but I mean bucks that you Neighboring don't bucks. know about. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. It's you got to change your, your tunes a little bit at this time of year. I mean, all year, you know, you think, Oh, where's that buck bedded or where's that buck eat or where's this? Where's that? It's no different, you know, than in turkey season. You hunt the hens and those that's where the toms are. Right now you hunt the does and that's where them bucks are going to be. Yeah. You know, you got to kind of, I mean, I feel like that's a pretty elementary thing, but a lot of us, I think we lose sight of that at times oh, that, yeah. oh, I'm seeing all I saw today were 10 does. Well, that, is, well, that was 10 chances to have. You know, some random buck come by that yep. you've never seen before. Because once one of those 10 get hot, it is game out. on. Yep. I mean, mine was second in line behind that doe. Yep. So, and I've talked to plenty of people at the different job sites I go to and, and just out and about. And these bucks are, they're, it is heating up. So you got to, one, be in the woods and, you know, hunt the does. Oh, Stay yeah. in the tree. Well, and especially it's different here because like back home, we can't put out any corn. Yep. So here, it's a bit unusual. I don't really spend a lot of time in an area like that where there's corn, and you'll see more deer. And it can be exactly like you said. You're like, well, all I'm seeing, I'm seeing these does, and I'm seeing a bunch of fawns, mm -hmm. and I'm seeing like a four-corn buck and a little spike buck, and and they'll, they'll eat, and then they'll go away, and then a couple hours later, they'll mm -hmm. come back. And you're thinking, well, like, geez, it's nice seeing a lot of deer, but I've seen right. nothing to get excited about. And then all of a sudden you like look up and here comes some nice bucks. Yeah. And like you said, it, it can be, you know, a, a huge buck. Literally, yeah. mm -hmm. we have seen this week, whether it be at night when we were going to dinner oh. or oh. even how about that buck that was behind me the one day yeah. that I never even saw. I was set up over a bedding area and there was standing corn behind me. And you, some friend of yours mm -hmm. right over the ridge. videoed it. You said it was a couple hundred yards away from me, probably Max. a hundred and sixty inch buck. Oh, just walking across a, we, a weed field basically in broad daylight at about four in the afternoon. Yeah, heading into a thicket, nose down, tail up. So he could have easily been in front of me. You yep. know, you just never know what might happen. So, hey, that's our story from Ohio for this week. Lots of action. Lots of action. Not a lot of downtime. Never too many dull moments. Nope. A lot of blood trails and dead bucks. We like that. So here's the thing, guys. We've been doing this. We've 
we've been doing this for a couple of years, but this is the first year that I followed through on my threat to actually devote more than a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Like I've stopped by on my way home from right. Kansas right. or Illinois on other hunts. And I was like, hey, if I tag out early, I'll just stop in Ohio on my way back to Pennsylvania. This year, this was the only trip I really had. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm just putting all my eggs. I'm going to take advantage of learning more about these farms and getting out here. We set the bar pretty high. We did. So now we got to do this every year. I like it. We got to see if there we can we go. go three for three every rut. Well, if I just quit striking out early, maybe I just <laughs> already be done <laughs> and and I just, you know, make sure you're warm and you have all your food you need and pack your lunch and pat you on the butt as you go out the door and tell you, good luck, I'll see you tonight after dark, because I know how you like to hunt all day. Yeah, <laughs> I hate to <laughs> I hate See you after dark, day. Christian. <laughs> Kristen, yeah. as the boys like to call you, yeah. Kristen. Well, you, so. and technically, I didn't hunt all day yesterday. No, you got out I, a little bit early. I didn't count. Because I got up you with about it. two hours of daylight see, left. We can't count that but as No, you day. said I get credit for the well, all day. Oh, we do, because you were going to stay. I you was going to stick yeah. it out. The bar just can be raised a little next year. We're gonna give one you all day We're going to give year. you one. We're going to give you one all day. All right. Well, guys, I tell you what, again, thank you so much for, like, just letting me come out. It means it means more than you guys realize. It really does. It's It's kind of like... I kind of feel like I have like my own dear lease out here in Ohio, even though I don't have squat without you guys, but uh, it's it's a cool experience and it was great having Sammy, having the boys. Uh, there's a lot of good camaraderie. It's kind of like a kind of like an outfit of deer camp, but it's a lot less expensive. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. We, we, don't, we don't charge much. <laughs> a case of bush. I, I thought you got a case of bush. Look, yeah. You are usually pretty happy about that. <laughs> Well, listen, everybody, thanks a lot for checking it out, and we'll see you next time on the Bow Hunting Podcast. Good luck, and get in a tree while it's up. Thanks for downloading the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine on your local newsstand, or connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.